Hi everyone, I'm Henna. And I'm Julia. And you're listening to Failing Point Podcast. I think the thing that a lot of us avoid is we don't want to get narrowed down and pegged and so forth, but we have to do that. You know, everybody's known for one thing. Our president, Jimmy Carter, you probably know a little bit. What's he known for, being a great president? No, he's known for being a great ex-president. Everybody's known for one thing. And then there are other things, but everybody's known for one thing. What do you want that to be? And then you be that person. It's not a title, it's a person. You're that person, I'm a writer, I'm a this, I'm a that. And you and you feel, and when you say it, it gives you energy because you've, you've, you've made a decision, you've made a commitment, that's what you do. Failing Point is a podcast about entrepreneurship, about seeing challenges as opportunities and failures as steps to success. With a lineup of inspiring entrepreneurs sharing their hardships of their journeys and the lessons they've learned, we are ready to challenge the status quo of Finnish business culture. We all have a story to tell. Now it's time for Brave Talk. Welcome to another episode of Failing Point. Today's guest is from all the way in sunny Florida. Robert Bailey is a capital broker who has become quite the innovator in business development. He shares his knowledge through coaching as an author and through public speaking. As an advisor to so many, it's a real pleasure to spend some time talking with Robert and get a taste of some of his insights from a successful career helping others become successful. So, hello, Robert. Good morning, or good evening, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and welcome to Failing Point podcast. Thank we you. It's thrilled to have Great you. Great to be here. Yeah, how are you today? Very well, very well. I'm exercised and ready to talk. Okay, Yay. that's nice. So, Robert, uh, you are living in Florida, right? Yes, ma'am. In South Florida, are... in, in West Palm Beach, Florida. Wow. That's a great place to live, I I assume. <laughs> it is. Yeah. So you are a capital broker. Uh, you are a capital advisor and change change agent to entrepreneurs. Is that correct? That's right. That's and correct. Both- I have a new relationship with uh, with an investment bank, which solidifies. But we also reach out to uh, hedge funds, uh, private equity investors, family offices, and so forth for clients that we work with i do a great deal of the writing surveys research that goes into the business plan and because i do other writing uh it's changed the way that i write a business plan so that because i write fiction i've got a screenplay and a couple of fictional stories short stories and um, novel series i'm working on it's interesting how it affects how i write a business plan And so just the other day, I took a very kind of complicated business that a client has and asked him a lot of questions and came back with four or five paragraphs. And I submitted it to him and he called me and he said, this is what we do. And I said, yeah, that's what you do. And he said, wow, wow. I said, yeah, that's what you want. You don't want to be giving somebody a boring statement about what you do. You want to be emphasizing that you're unique and why, uh, and that you provide services that no one else provides, and you don't want to do it that, you don't want to say that, you want to say what you do. 
Mm -hmm. You know, people say, oh, I'm a doctor, I'm a lawyer. Well, what do you do? Well, mm -hmm. you save the world, I help starving children. Yeah, that's, what's, that's what we want to know. We want to know not what your title is. We want to know what you do with your title. And so that's yeah. what we now put into business plan. When we talk about the business, I want to go, I want to get below the surface. I don't want this, you know, just simple titleization of everything. And so uh -huh. then the, you know, then the investor has a better chance of it. But, you know, the integration of writing fiction and writing serious business plans is all very, is, is relatively new to me. And it's interesting how favorable people are toward it. Whoa. I have to ask one question. Uh, are entrepreneurs poor writers? Is that so? Or why is it that we can't <laughs> write a, a proper business plan? The writing is, you know, the ability to write clearly is the ability to think clearly, demonstrate it. And mm -hmm. there's a great quote on that, which I can't recall, but that's, a, uh, that's my experience, that if I can't write something clearly, then... I haven't thought about it. You know, there is a there is one that comes to mind that I think it was uh, I think it was Louis B. Mayer uh, when he was making films. He said, "If you can't express it on the back of a matchbook, you don't understand what you're doing." And I, I think there's some truth to that. Mm -hmm. You know, when we're writing a headline or a description about what we do, the objective is to is to say it in seven words or less. That's yeah. a challenge. But it can be done, and when you can do it, people respond to that. They say, "Wow, wow, that's really powerful." You know, so it's a challenge to get it there. But in the process of of getting there, and you can't always get there, but that's your goal to say it simply, and then it's impressive. When you use too many words, you're a politician. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> I've always loved rights, and I I do like. I'm always if I'm getting into some business or helping uh, someone to write the business plan, I'm always like, yeah, I can do it. I can do it. But then sometimes I feel like when I go back and read it, I'm like, oh, this is boring. <laughs> but this business isn't really boring. So how can I get it more like interesting? I think, um, you, you know, yeah. if you interview somebody, uh, I, I just I was just talking to somebody else about this, the same point that when you interview someone, and it can take days, it, it, you know, a lot of people say, oh, just, just talk, just interview me for one hour and you'll know. No, I won't because you need to think about it. It could take a couple of days. It can take a couple of weeks. But what, you're, what I think we're looking for is, that, is that, that gem, that thing that they, haven't really, they don't really think about. Mm -hmm. And if we can do that with every business plan, our, our odds of getting the, uh, the client, the, the funding, is much higher and importantly it's you know no business i say this three times a day <clears throat> no problem was ever fixed with money mm -hmm. ever ever mm -hmm. ever ever and people get mad at me and they walk out you need the solution behind the money the money yeah. can help you get to this make the solution work but the money's not the solution mm -hmm. and I can tell you more businesses than not think that money is their problem. That's not. It's never. There's a, there's another problem. If you keep finding money to fill in the hole that is the deficit, you're just going to get into deficit again later. You haven't solved the problem. And likewise, you know, with any business, if you haven't separated them from the pack, made them different, given them something that really is a competitive, a true competitive advantage that has all of the benefits of 
the personality, the talent, the skills, the knowledge behind it, then you haven't done anything different from what everybody else is doing. Why would you play into that unless mm -hmm. it's superior? So that's the challenge of a business plan. But most people take a business plan format and they fill it in. You know, it's all factually accurate. But yeah, it's because it's something that you must do. <laughs> it's awful. It's awful. And it, yeah. it doesn't really tell a story. And it, it gives me no hope. And I don't, and, and honestly, I don't believe it. You know, yeah. the numbers could all be great, but they're all projections. But I, I don't know what they do. Mm -hmm. right? It's crazy. Yeah. So that's uh, so, so I don't do that. I do the other thing. I like to write it so that so that people feel like, you know, when 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 men, particularly at a table, they go like this. When they read it and then they go like this. Mm -hmm. That's the time that you've got them engaged. Yeah. And the engagement is vital now. Uh, we were talking before the show about why engagement is so important now and that the internet has become a place that disengages people because you're a click away from getting rid of the person that's annoying you. And, and if that happens when you're reaching out to make a business pitch, you're in trouble. You need to yeah. engage people. You need to, and, mo and too many businesses still are telling people what they do, but they're not asking you what you need. And they're mm -hmm. not giving you something that's fun, interesting, stimulating, useful. And, and too many businesses are, are trying to make money and not trying to help. Mm -hmm. And uh, we, uh, we talked with a, we have a, a, a real estate broker that we're working with now. And the first thing she said was, I am so honored that you're hiring me to market your home. Mm. Wow. Mm. You know, <clears throat> what a difference. And, and so this, and, it, and, and the point is she's very, very good. So, but we, we now have a relationship. We're totally engaged mm -hmm. with her. She's really good. And she's telling us, she's like, yeah, are you kidding me? Wow. You know, can I kiss you in front of my wife? <laughs> okay. Um, so, so I think that, you know, in that, in that industry, that's a, that's a, you know, that humility is very important. There's a lot of money involved. There's a lot of stress and so forth. And I think every industry has its own, its own distinction, you know, mm -hmm. business, business is always the same. I mean, every business is alike. The differences come in what you want to market to distinguish your own business, but the, you know, yeah. nobody's businesses, you know, you hear people say, Oh, my business is different. You know, mm -hmm. I can't, my business is different. That's rubbish. Yeah. You know, this is like every other business and it's base. It's the marketing and the way you present and the way you interact with your clients, that's different, but your business is the same thing. You still have profit loss, uh, employees, customers, or clients. You know, they're, they're all that's similar. True. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. you have you have written at least two books, right? I've got I've got one that's published. I've got I've got two in process on a bunch of short stories as well and then a lot of articles along the way. Yeah, can you tell about those books and articles? Like what do you write about? Well, I you know, a lot of uh, a lot of the the material that's on the blog on on my website, which you're listeners are welcome. Robertmbailey.com is the main 
website now for for the writing and for the investment banking. I have another website, trustedadvisory.com, which is really for sort of the hard edge people that just think they need money. So I have mm -hmm. the, the two paths for them to come mm -hmm. into the same place. Um, but the writing, what I tend to do in the in the nonfiction writing is talk about things that are uh, things that, that, that we need to really be thinking about. And sometimes it's political and sometimes it's uh, about finance. There's a lot of um, rubbish in finance. Um, you know, I I uh, I don't have a lot of respect for most banks, um, and I will tell them that, not to uh, be disrespectful, but if mm -hmm. we have to work with them, I will say, you know, I really need you to do. I really need you to give my client personalized attention. I don't mm -hmm. want to become part of your your machine. Yeah, uh, I'm very happy to give you this business if you earn it, but I don't want to become a part of your machine. And usually that ends up getting us to a higher level in the bank. Mm -hmm. uh, I have a I have a true story I can tell you about why I don't like banks, and I think that they're um, they tend to be very stupid. They tend to mm -hmm. not listen to their customers. They mm -hmm. tend to not think. They tend to hire people who are badly trained. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and they do have terrible training programs. But I called once for a client and uh, we were looking for a lot of money potentially. And I reached out to one bank. I won't tell you who it was. I'm tempted to, but I won't. <laughs> uh, and I reached out to the bank and I called and I said, can you, um, could you please connect me to your commercial loan department? I said, hey, I'm looking you know, potentially for a global lender, commercial loan, corporate funding. And she said, oh, yeah, hold on just a minute. And then the person that picked up the phone said, car loans. <laughs> and I thought, you are too stupid. You have just blown whatever opportunity I wanted to present to you. I'll never come back to you again. Yeah. And, and, you know, no business can afford that. I guess the banks can afford that kind of a slip. But mm -hmm. no business can afford to do that kind of thing more than a couple of times yeah. um, because your your reputation suffers mm -hmm. and um, you know we can learn from these things I mean I uh, you know as I get older I realize you know um, that I learned from friends and colleagues that you know let's not get angry about what happened let's learn from it and not do it mm -hmm. you know, because we all do make mistakes yeah, you know, course. like we, we, you know, as as we say in the church, you know, everyone has sin. You know, there's no one who is sinless. So let's not criticize everybody else. Let's try to make ourselves better, and and then we're happier people overall and so forth. Well, the same applies in business. You know, don't mm. judge everybody and don't you know get mad all the time. Fix your own business. Say, well, God, do I do that? You know, and I mm -hmm. think that's a good to do. So in the, in the writing, what I try to do is point some of these things out. And uh, what's fun about a blog, and I, you, I, I suspect you both know this too, if you, when you get feedback, you get into a conversation. And so what we're, what we're looking at now from a copywriting point of view with my writing colleagues is, is getting right into that engagement. One of the things that's nice about that engagement is somebody makes a comment, or if we send out, I'll give you a, 
I'm going to share a secret that is very interesting. You're welcome to try it. Your listeners could try this. It's really brilliant. It's very simple. You put up a, a text in, a, in social media and you say, I'm, I'm going to be doing a webinar. It's free. If you're interested, uh, just send me a text or message me and say, uh, Rob, I'm interested. Now they do that and you write back. And you say, oh, hey, Hannah, how are you? Hey, how's your husband? How's everything good? Hey, I'm so glad you're excited. Can you tell me the one thing? Now people say, well, but that's a lot of people. No, it's probably going to be 20 or 30 people, maybe 50 people. You can mm -hmm. handle 50 two-minute conversations with a potential that they're going to become clients. And now you're engaged right off the bat. You're not waiting mm -hmm. for them to see a second, third, fourth, fifth, uh, print ad or respond or sign up or you're, you're engaged, you're doing business. Yeah. You get right into it. You say, Hey, text me now that, that achieves two things. Number one, you've gotten their permission to talk to them. Mm -hmm. they, they, they haven't, they haven't, they, they're asking you to respond. You're clear yeah. legally, legally mm -hmm. and ethically. And now you're into it. And now they're fine because they're like, oh, I know who I'm responding to. And I took the step. And now we're talking, oh, she's going to send me something. Oh, now I get the webinar. Now I get, you know, and, and you know, this goes back to what, what I think I said earlier, which is, you know, most of us don't need 10,000 clients. Mm -hmm. We'd be great with 50. Yeah. yeah. Great with 50, most businesses. And, and if you're a big corporation, of course, that's a different story and you've got a whole different scenario. I'm, we're talking to entrepreneurs mostly, I think. And, and, but if you've got, if, for most businesses that are starting from ground zero, if you get five or 10 clients, you've got a good year. Yeah, if you're, exactly. if you're mm -hmm. some sort of a consultant or something, you had a very good year. So you don't need hundreds. You yeah, just need true. relationships. And now you can build on that. And now you get referrals and then maybe you do another webinar in six months or you do the same thing again and you get 25 or 30 clients now, but now you've moved the, the first ones along and now they're going and now you get an advanced program and now you've got a funnel. Mm -hmm. yes. But it costs you nothing. No exactly. forms, no websites, no nothing. Maybe you have a website that has some documents on it or something, So, but you're not having to do all this funnelization and all of this, you know, jumping through hoops and um, you know, autoresponders. And, mm -hmm. you know, and I just think, God, you know, this is easier. This is why, you know, I, I say increasingly my copywriting colleagues and I were turning the clock back. How, mm -hmm. did, we, how did we used to do this? Let's go back to that. Let's get them on the phone. Let's get them on a text message. Let's yeah. look at let's look at radio where they can tune in anytime they want to a radio and they're hearing an interview, which is much more informative than any little blurb or webinar because you're really thinking about it. it Maybe take, mm -hmm. you know. So I that's that's where we are is, is testing things that we used to do, and yeah. we're, by doing that, we're out of the clutter. You know, everybody's trying to get page one on Google and, you know. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. So are we trying to make it like, or do we make it like more complex somehow? Like we should simplify the process of getting customers. Well, you know, I, I'm involved in, in real estate too. And I, I have a, a group that I, I really enjoy working with. And the, they've got a terrific program. It's got five or six different uh, uh 
applications that they recommend. And I'm listening to the new people that are coming into this group. And they're all saying, well, you know, it's my third week. And I've, I've just about gotten through the first step to my apps. And I've just about set up. I'm thinking, God, <laughs> three weeks, you've done no business. All you're doing is getting ready. And that's one of the yeah. biggest mistakes that we make. And everybody gets caught up in shiny objects. You know, you're getting, getting ready to get ready. You know, it's like, yeah. wow, I had a really bad month. Well, all you're doing is getting ready. You know, exactly. instead, of, instead of reaching out to client let's, prospects and saying, hey, let's talk. Yeah. And, and this is where I think that we're, we're all subject to this. We And I've done it too. I've, you know, a lot of time spent writing the email series and all this stuff. And I, I you know, my web page, I was tinkering around over the web page. So we're all guilty of it. We yes. have to get back to reaching out to people. It's yeah. also comforting to get ready. Like <laughs> I'm just I'm I'm just getting ready here. I'm not really doing yeah. anything yet. You feel it's good. safe. Yeah. yeah. Look, I, look what I did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. yeah. No, but it, but it's not doing business. Yeah, it's and, not. And, mm. Yeah, so you've got no and, and if you reach out, even if you reach out and you fail to get a client, you may now have a contact. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. you know, and oftentimes, particularly with high ticket items, you know, the coaching that I do is a high ticket item. The investment bank is a high ticket item. I mean, high ticket, you know, multiple thousands to millions of dollars high ticket. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, if you you can say to, I say a lot. I say, look, I, I think we've got a great role. I love talking to you. I'm really enjoying this. I mean, we really hit it. I, I tend to have pretty good rapport with people. So I will say, listen, if it doesn't work out, I want you to know that's okay. I'm not mm -hmm. going to be upset, but I'd really like to stay in touch with you no matter what. To me, that's a double-edged sword you know, to my, my favor. I say, wow. Yeah. The person says, wow, he, you know, he's not trying to just get business. He wants to know me. Well, that's mm -hmm. right. And that's true. I'm not faking that because some, some of the people that I'm talking to may not be good clients or they may not want to become clients, but they're really good contacts. And I, li I mean, I like yes. them. Mm. And, and it, you know, and, and the, uh, the Internet has certainly opened up the opportunity to have relationships with people you may never meet mm -hmm. or you may meet them in years, yeah. you know, years from now. But mm. that's okay. You know, we adapt. Mm-hmm. That's true. So um, failing point uh, is all about failures, <laughs> failures in business. And and uh, we are trying to change the culture here in Finland because uh, we tend to be ashamed of everything we do here. And especially <laughs> if we do something uh, wrong, if we fail. And so what do you what do you what do you think of failures in general? Well, I, I think, you know, there's a saying here, uh, fail forward fast. Yeah. That, you know, in the States, uh, which I, I agree with you, there's a lot of research on this. The United States is overall more positive than any other country mm. anywhere. Uh, mm. And I get that. And I get that that's a gift. That's a gift from God that we have mm. that. We, we're, we're messing it up right now as a country, but we're getting maybe getting it back on track. Um, I think that it's difficult when you're around negative people. And I, you know, my typical response is try to get away from them. Mm -hmm. uh, find other people who want to get things done. Um, I know 
you know, Canada, my, my, my sons live in Canada and I'm a little familiar with that. So I can talk to that. Canada is, a you know, democratic, but tends mm-hmm. to be very liberal, very, a little bit socialistic. Everything's taken care of. So it's a little different from the United States. It's a lot different from the United States. Um, you know, socialized medicine, or, or, or I should say, you know, uh, federal, federally distributed medicine. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of negative people. I found it very difficult to do any work in Canada. Mm-hmm. But I would say that there are people there who do very, very well who strap on their capitalist jackets and say, I, I'm going to make this work. Even if I have high taxes, even if I have to um, edge right up to what the customs are, even mm-hmm. if I have to create a headquarters in a different country, which is something a lot of people are doing now. The Chinese, by the way, are, are sending more. This is public record. I mean, it's not private information. The Chinese mm-hmm. are opening up manufacturing throughout Asia now. Uh, both to to distribute their manufacturing, but also to get around the tariffs. Mm-hmm. You know, so 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 using different countries now is much more of a chess game than it's ever been. Those mm-hmm. are opportunities that you have in Finland. You're you're close to other countries. You could create a base legally, I believe. It's a, I don't know. I, I'm not a mm-hmm. lawyer, I'm not mm-hmm. international, but you know, it depend. To me, it seems like it depends on the first thing to do is take care of your own mind and your own yeah. environment and um you know i always say read read good books um if you if the news upsets you don't read the news listen to good music listen to um you know try to keep your own mind clear yeah um i always encourage people to read the bible i mean the bible is a much overlooked book by too many people um we, that's a whole other subject interesting mm-hmm. but um and I and then as far as doing business, <clears throat> listen, if, if you have to leave, you leave. I'm not suggesting that that's the only solution. But if Finland isn't going to be supportive of your of entrepreneurship, I think you have to think about that. Mm-hmm. And if they if they are, if they're pockets, then you work with those people. I yeah. think that there are pockets because mm-hmm. Finland has had some huge successes yeah and that's still true. so i i would not be i'm not being dark or negative i'm just saying yeah, yeah. i think you want to look at the, at the fan of, of prospects yeah yeah but it's a fact that finland we have high taxes for corporations and uh entrepreneurs don't have uh, much um possibilities to invest in their companies right. and they don't grow and things like that. So um, many entrepreneurs are facing the fact that they need to go somewhere else if they want to grow their business. And that's a fact. Yeah. So, yeah, that's pretty bad. But yeah, how is um, uh, United States uh, supporting entrepreneurs? I don't think it does, especially. Mm-hmm. I think it's more, I think it's more that cultural aspect. Um, mm-hmm. We have a new set of, you know, we. I think there's a trend now. Um, there are a number of, of very interesting books. That, um, there is a uh, there's a a very successful hedge fund manager, Ray Dalio. I'd recommend you to both of you if you haven't read it, and to your listeners to read mm. Ray Dalio's Principles. That's a really strong. Uh, 
economic capital and entrepreneurial statement. And, uh, and they're, it's loaded with ideas about values, about uh, management, about decision making. And, uh, and those are the kind of things that are available in the, mm. in the state that we know that there are people that are doing things. But there's a Ray Dalio. I mentioned him because there's the other side of it. There's sort of a there's a, a there's more than a little bit of a dark side now to entrepreneurship, and, mm-hmm. um, and you know, and you you probably are seeing the reports of the homelessness in Seattle and Los Angeles and San Francisco. Yeah. Well, how is that possible? They're mm. billionaires, and everybody's a millionaire. I mean, there are thousands of millionaires in San Francisco. Now, how is that possible? Well, it's not equal. It's not. Yeah. It's not balance you know and and the politicians are catering and 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 so the discussion in the states now is about the elite democrats and republicans and everybody else yeah and 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 what as we record this what's happening is the elite is now being challenged and called out um through what trump and a few individuals are doing and and we don't know how it's going to turn out but you know there's no question that that our president is an unusual person with mm-hmm. an unusual character, and he's yes. certainly not perfect, but he uh, keeps putting his finger on things that are wrong, mm, yeah. have been wrong. And I guess my point in trying to answer the your question is that that's all part of it, that, you know, we... The uh, the people that have thought of themselves as liberals for a long time have to rethink that. And you know, I'm, I've always thought of myself as fairly liberal, but in, in this context, I'm not. In this mm-hmm. context, I really want a strong economy. And what Ray Dalio, back to Ray Dalio, what Ray Dalio is talking about is we've got to find a way to take these people that are making billions and billions of dollars and, and re-level it. But it's not mm-hmm. going to come through a distribution. It's going to come through a rethinking of what a post. They're kind of some people call it a post-capitalist society, and and so we don't know what that's going to look like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, I I do believe that the United States will will figure it out. Yeah, you know, faster than anyone else. And I think we're right in the middle of it. I mean, we should do this again in six months and see how we come. You are listening to the Failing Point podcast. Please enjoy this word from our sponsor, MySauna. MySauna provides excellent spaces for companies and private persons to arrange a meeting, negotiation, parties or relaxation. If you're looking for a high quality space for a specific event for your need in a capital area of Helsinki, go to the website mysauna.fi and explore more. So if we go back to the failures uh, um, and your career and your experiences, what has been the biggest failure you have faced in business? I don't. I, I think in my case, it's it's a whole series of, of failures, and and I it's a it's a it's a great question that I think a lot of people could be embarrassed about. But I had I have a perspective on it that I it's just recently I've started to to understand that. What I'm doing now, and the way the things that I've already told you, 
yeah. are a net result of my failures. Mm-hmm. You know, my, I, I worked in a lot. Uh, I'm not sure why this happened or how this I worked in at a large advertising agency. I worked in a big real estate firm. I, I had a, a program in New York City where I, I was hosting uh, breakfast meetings and had top, top people, including, you know, Rudy Giuliani and Roy Cohn and all these famous people. Mm. You know, and I, I worked with Charlie Rose before his fall, um, but he's a brilliant interviewer. And, and I got I knew a lot of people along the way and both. And then in Washington before that, in Washington, D.C., where I lived before that. But yeah. but I didn't I didn't succeed in a normal career path. And I didn't want that. I was terrified of being a 60 year old banker. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lawyer. Yeah, and, and I had the opportunity, which is another thing about the United States and those of us who are really blessed. I had an opportunity to go into law practice. My family has a law firm. Um, I could all these things, but I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. I, and I so I think that the failure question turns around. What is it that you do want to do? And if you want to do something that's bigger than what most people want to do, failure is absolutely inevitable. Yeah. So I would paint the failure as a positive attribute that if you're not failing, you're probably not doing anything different. Mm, mm, mm. You, you, you have to do that. Uh, and so so I think that, yes, you learn from failure, but your obje- <laughs> it's not your objective, you know, yeah. to fail. Hey, I've got a great idea that sucks. You know, let's <laughs> do that. It's not yeah. that. It's that you know, you're going to try and you're going to learn and you're going to improve. And I would say that's that's how I look at the failures. As far as, a, you know, I, the one thing that, because I'm thinking, trying to answer your question directly, the one failure that took me a long time to get over is, um, you can tell I have a big mouth. I tend to use it. <laughs> and that, that has gotten me and that has eliminated opportunities for me. If yeah. I had one bit of advice, I would tell them two things. One, don't ever use bad language yeah. for letter words. Don't ever do it. Don't do it to be cute. Do it to be <laughs> popular. It's it's not attractive. Yeah. And, and it has opportunities. I, I learned later it caught, because people, they go, we can't take the chance that he'll say that to a client. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. You know, or if you've got a big mouth and you're with a lot of, you're with some spiritual people, evangelical people, and you start talking about sin, you know, talk, let's go party, you know, <laughs> I mean, you say something that's antithetical to that group. That's just, it's foolish. It's not cute. It's not clever. Mm-hmm. So that's, what I'm what I'm saying is, you know, our egos get caught up and we think this is going to be so clever. No, don't do that. Just don't do that. It's in it's in the same category of if you're going to be doing business, get a good and you're a man or a woman, get a good suit. You're going to need it. Get a good tie. You're going to need it. You don't have to like it. Mm-hmm. You're in business. It doesn't mean I mean. This is, uh, you know, I'm, I'm saying I have a suit, okay? Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but again, you, you, have to, you have to adapt. It's not there for, for you. You're there for them. 
Mm -hmm. Back to the philosophy that I said to you, what are you giving the client? You know, it goes back to that engagement. You're going to, you have to be an engager. You don't, you know, you're not, we are not God's gift to the world. God's gift is for us to use. So mm -hmm. you don't use bad language. You don't mouth off. You don't show your ego and you dress like you need to dress to engage people. And, you know, the, the nice thing about the Internet is we don't have to worry about wearing the suit all the time. But, mm -hmm. you know, but the same principle applies. So that failure you can eliminate from your life like that. Yeah. What about like, because business is based on uh, people. Uh, was it hard for you to find the right clients or the right business partners? Yes. Yes. And it's a similar response that ego says oh, these guys are <clears throat> they got really what they say really good you know a lot of baloney <laughs> really i mean like the things i look back on the things i believed about what people said it's just rubbish so what you're looking for in a client is if they're serious business people so What I do now for for the writing investment banking, I told you one. If you're not going to listen to me, you don't want me, because I'm gonna. You have to listen to me, and you have to mm -hmm. do pretty much what I tell you to do. And if you're uncomfortable with that, then we're, we're you know it's okay, it's fine. See ya. What do you do if we can't get into that conversation, and they're not going to be honest with me? Uh, I can't help them. Mm -hmm. uh, if if they tell me things that are blatantly lies, and you find out that they're lies, mm. they're not going to get better, right? The leopard does not change his spots. They are not going to suddenly start telling you the truth. That's their character. So character analysis of the business: Are they honest? I have a man that I worked with. This is this is a failure. Okay, you want a failure? You get failure. I I believed and had faith in a man who had less faith in me, and that you don't want to do. I worked with this mm -hmm. man for eight years, brought him into a meeting for this investment bank, and he proceeded to do everything that I told him not to do. Wow. And I have not spoken to him since then. Mm -hmm. And what hurts is that he hasn't even bothered to call me to ask why. That's mm -hmm. how bad he is. Yeah. Now, he's not an evil guy. He claims to be a Christian and all that. But he doesn't have a good character for mm -hmm. what, I, what I do. Okay? Does that yeah. answer your question? Yeah. And that was interesting that um, you said that you choose the people that you are working with. Because uh, in my mind, I was expecting to hear like um how you sell you to other people you know do you understand what i mean but you have been very careful with uh with who you work with so like that's that's actually a thing that i should learn <laughs> not not yeah. be excited if someone is excited about me but to think carefully if i really like the person that i'm going to work with Goes yeah. back to, it goes back to the money. If you yeah. if they make you miserable mm. and they destroy your life and they make you ill, they can't pay you enough to make that worthwhile. Yeah, that's true. 
it, it it's it it doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Mm. Right? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. You are yeah. so right. And you have said that um I think it's easy to underestimate what we learned, what we know. And you go on that very point. Uh, I think we all Finnish <laughs> entrepreneurs, we, we need you. Like we really underestimate all that we know or, or what we have learned. We all do. We all do. And yeah. it's, you know, as we get older, it's easier, but, but we all do it. There's a, are you familiar with the SWAT? Yes. The, the grid? Yeah. The mm-hmm. strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. Yes. That's a that's a great tool that gets at some of that, um, and and the way that I've I've just gotten I have a uh, I have a military ex military guy who's or, or is a new client and he said oh I did that and I said no you're going to do it again I need you to do it and I I started to fill it in for him and I, and the the way to do a SWAT properly I think for particularly for more mature businesses and more mature people in serious business is to say. Correlate your strength with your weakness and your opportunity and your threat. So in other words, it's not one strength, one weakness. No, work harder. Take your strength. What's the weakness on that strength? What's the opportunity from that strength? And what's the threat to that strength? So you drill Mm -hmm. down. You got to get down through the bedrock. Don't make it easy. Don't try to do it fast. Do it Do it correctly. And that is a that's a tool to get around this self-doubt or unclarity mm-hmm. or what have you. And it can take some time. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, you could it would not be unreasonable. In fact, I've done it not with a SWAT, but with some other writing that I looked at from six months ago. I looked at it. This is ridiculous. <laughs> this is rubbish. You know, this is worthless. What was I thinking? But you go through those exercises and it sort of propels you. You say, but I've learned a lot. What I learned and, you know, what I thought I was doing and a lot of it was busy work and a lot of it was the wrong people. And a lot of it was the same things we were talking about. But mm-hmm. you go through that process, you give yourself some breathing room. And out of that, sharing some of those stories sometimes with clients, the clients say, yeah, I'm not like that. And you go, mm-hmm. great. You know, if you yeah. can really care with the client and you tell a client, look, You know, we're going to be in a relationship. I have to ask you these questions. They don't mm-hmm. hear that from people. And as an entrepreneur, you're going to be working very closely with with most people. You know, and that what do we love? And and so so it's clear it's not just a an online business or or an executive business. The most I, I bet this is true in Finland. The most I'm going to make a statement. You tell me. The most successful restaurants in your city are the restaurants where the owners and the patrons know each other over time and they go in oh hello mr svensson how are you how are you and how's your wife and right and then they, that's it it's a relationship and the most successful businesses have that they have a relationship and that's an and then you're into an exchange we're going to make you a wonderful meal and you will pay us It's fairly simple, but we overlook that. Oh, mm-hmm. I can't be in a relationship. I'm married. No, you idiot. It's a different kind of a relationship. <laughs> so you're, 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 you're having another relationship. Yeah, yeah. And that's, but I, but it's a missing element in too many businesses. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. 
So we entrepreneurs, we need to self-evaluate. We need to make analysis on on ourselves, what we have done and what kind of people we are, because we are constantly developing. So we are not the same people we were. Yeah. And I, and I think ideally out of that, you get a phrase. I mean, I say now to people and I, I, I say I'm a writer. I write and I have a relationship with an investment bank and I use them both together. And people say, wow, how does that work? Well, what, what just happened? We're in a relationship. They want to know about what I do. Why do they want to know? They either want to know for them or they want to know for somebody else now because nobody talks about this stuff, money mm. or writing without having some kind of agenda. Mm-hmm. So yeah. if each of us can find that thing, well, I help women build their businesses up. I help working mothers. I have whatever you say. Oh, well, I know everybody knows some working mothers. Oh, so yeah. that becomes who you are. And the I think the thing that a lot of us avoid is we don't want to get narrowed down and pegged and so forth. But we have to do that. You know, everybody's known for one thing. Our president, Jimmy Carter, you probably know a little bit. What's he known for, being a great president? No, he's known for being a great ex-president. <laughs> and all this stuff with Habitat for Humanity and all. Everybody's known for one thing. And then there are other things. But everybody's known for one thing. What do you want that to be? Hmm, that's interesting. Right? Interesting so, one. And then, and then you be that person. Yeah. It's not a title. It's a person. You're that person. I'm a writer. I'm a this. I'm a that. And you and you feel and when you say it, it gives you energy because you've 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 made a decision. You've made a commitment. That's what you do. And who you are. Wow. So you, hmm. We have to think about that, Henna. Yeah, we do. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, what is the best thing being an entrepreneur or the business person to you? It, it it balances with the worst thing that you're your own boss because it requires ongoing organization. Uh, I always wanted to carve out a lifestyle that I wanted. And when you're working for someone else, it's much harder to do. And it's dangerous to just to try to have a job that'll fit the lifestyle that you want. You have to have Your, your business be part of your lifestyle, I think, mm. as an entrepreneur, and you have to love it, you know, mm-hmm. so that's why you see a lot of people, some of them very successful, they say, I never work. And they don't mean yeah. they don't work, they mean yeah. that their work has become part of their life, and it's fun. Yeah. Branson is a good example. I mean, everything he does makes him money, but it makes it fun. And fun is, you know, he's got, you probably see, you uh, the five requirements about the business has got to have a plan. It's got to have people. In it. But the last one is always, and it's got to be fun. That's mm-hmm. so a great, it's a great uh, metric to have for a business and being around people that you have a, a nice relationship with uh, being in a business that you enjoy being is something that you're good at, that you define, and then you get rid of things or delegate things that you're not good at, or you don't like to do wherever yeah. you can, that becomes your life. And, it, it, you know, if somebody says, oh, can I talk to you on Saturday? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because it's business. And, you know, it's not my whole day, you mm-hmm. know, so, so you feel better about it. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're working for somebody else, you don't want to work Saturday and Sunday. Exactly. You know? That's true. There, 
there was a joke in uh, when I worked in New York City that uh, they would say, uh, and this was in, I think this is in the advertising business that I heard at first. They used to say, uh, if you don't come in Saturday, don't bother coming in on Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> In other words, you're not supposed to have a life. You're just yeah. you're you're ridiculous. <laughs> you know, it was a joke. Yeah, yeah. It, it, you know. Hmm. Hey, um, is there something that you would like to say to our listeners who may may be in a hard spot with their businesses at the moment? Well, without knowing what they are. I, th- I think we've taught, we've given a couple of good ideas about how to approach yeah. those things, how mm-hmm. to evaluate it. Um, a failure is not the end. A failure could be in the beginning. I uh, don't say that to be trite or smart aleck or anything, but it's true. And uh, be willing to admit that you've taken a wrong step. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you've got the right step, but you've got the wrong approach. Or mm-hmm. maybe you're using four-letter words and alienating client prospects. Or, you know, you have to do that self-analysis. What's the problem? You know, and, and one of the uh, best solutions is to getting out of a, ty- a spot is to, uh, I, I actually did this recently. It's very interesting. Uh, find 50 friends, 20 if you don't have 50, um, and ask them <laughs> what they think um, what they think your strengths are. Just tell me what you think my strengths are. Would you just do me this favor? And you send out an email or text or whatever, and uh, and you'll be amazed. So wow. sometimes what you hear back is extraordinary. And you know it, but you don't believe it. And then when you see it and you see how they see you, then you start believing it. And then your your whole world can tip, tilt in a positive direction and oh wow yeah and you'll hear mostly positive things you might hear a few negative things but you'll hear <laughs> oh well <laughs> and so then you then you know what to focus on you know and you you can do it then by number you count you know have these many people say this wow yeah that makes i get i get a little energy from that that's maybe something i should do so or or, or character part of my character i should really put to work No, it's easy. It takes it take about a week. It'll help you in ways you can't imagine. Yeah. It'll make you feel better. Uh, you know, very like I say. I mean, I didn't have any negative comments. I had a few people say, you know, it's kind of pushy. You know, sometimes you're a little pushy. <laughs> I don't like that you're pushy because you know. Yeah. I mean, it was interesting. And but people, um, you know, it's a it's wrong headed to assume that all people are evil. I mean it. In and uh, you know, as a as a Christian, you know, we know that all people have sin. It doesn't mean all people are evil. Mm-hmm. It means all people are flawed. Mm-hmm. We're all flawed, but we're not all evil. Mm-hmm. And so, if we go out there with that, that's what we find. People are all evil. We make them evil, you know. But if we go out there and we look for the best in people, we find the best in people. If we go out there to look for friendly people, we find friendly people, or we make a sad person happy. You know, but we do, we have more power than most of us recognize. And it's, it's about time we started to realize that. Uh, Robert, your plans for your future, for your business and for yourself? All big. Um, 
I, I hesitate to say because, you know, we think that that may jinx things, but I, I'm uh, committed to writing. Uh, I've got uh, a couple of uh, books in process. I've got scripts. I've got um, uh, the businesses uh, getting additional clients and um, and those are going well. The process is getting better. So I see nothing but more of everything that's going well. I'm in a great personal relationship. Um, it didn't start out well. Uh, I mean, this started out well. My my life, I was in a, you know, previously uh, married and, you know, we've all had failures, but you mm -hmm. get up and you address them and you, you start fresh and you take response. I take full responsibility for what didn't go well, mm. which, which, um, that's another whole conversation, but what essentially happens, you take responsibility for things, you can now manage them. If you don't take responsibility, now they're your problem again. You take responsibility, yeah. you say, I did what I can. Now you put that aside. And mm -hmm. when it comes up, I say, listen, I know I'm responsible, but I can't do anything for it. But I, you know, I don't ignore it. You can't ignore a problem or, mm -hmm. or, or situation. Um, so all of that is, uh, you know, all of that's led to this this lifestyle that that we enjoy now, and it's not all perfect. There there are ups and downs, and there are disappointments. I mean, in the investment banking world, it, it is really difficult to mm. go to bed and think, "Oh, this is a, we're going to get them a hundred million dollars," and then two days later, you have nothing, and the client, you know, turns out not to be what they said or whatever. I mean, that's happened a lot over the last um, ten years. It's really depressing. I mean, you get really emotionally depressed. Mm -hmm. you know, God, how could I have thought? You know, but what what turns out, I end up with a more flexible mind now. I don't I don't get excited about stuff anymore. I say, okay, what could go wrong here? Let's address it. Let's try to do it before you know. Let's see, and it might not work. That's mm -hmm. the safe zone. Might not work. We're hmm. doing best, but it might not work. Yeah. Now I go to bed and I don't expect anything the next day. And if it happens, great, you know, but, um, so that's, that's what I think between the writing and the writing for business plans and the, um, strategic coaching with people, I got my hands full and my time is full and I have a chance to go out and play tennis every once in a while. And that's good. So that's you know, a good cool. game. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. a good game. I'm getting mm -hmm. better at it. So all of that's good. <laughs> Those are my plans. Mm, nice. That sounds good. But I would like to come to Finland. You have to. You definitely have to. And <laughs> thank you, Robert, for your time. We are very pleased that you it took this time. It was such a pleasure to have you. Yeah. Well, I'm honored to be included in your in your show, and and it's been a pleasure for me. Thank you for listening to the Failing Point podcast, which airs on Business FM every Monday at 8 p.m. You can also read more about our guests and listen to earlier podcasts at failingpoint.com. And remember, whatever you're trying to achieve out there, keep on grinding and never give up on your dreams. <laughs>